I'm Mark V. Smith, author of The Process. Thank you for joining me today for a brand new message in my series, The Process. If you have um, missed the acronyms or messages in this or the prior series, which were The Foundation, The Perfect Storm, Where Do We Go From Here, Why Not Me, Procrastination and Thief of Time, If I Only Knew Then What I Know Now, You're 86,400. Transactional, transformational, and my last series, What's Inside Your House. Man, that's a, a mouthful. Over 95 acronyms and life-changing stories, and they all can be heard on several streaming outlets, such as Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and others. When you go to any one of those, please search for Mark Smith, The Process, to revisit and or to listen to those messages for the first time. Before I jump right into part two of my message, let me start again with my global mission statement for this series that we're talking about right now, season 10. I'm going to give you a second to grab a pen or pencil. Here we go. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. But in all actuality, Insanity is refusing to believe that the destiny you leave the world will be the sum of your choices. In part one of my message of insanity, indecision sometimes allows negative influences towards y'all. I introduced my good friends, Anthony and Erica, who were visiting for Christmas. In the early stages of their arrivals to stay with Tasha and I for the holidays, it was so easy to see that there was an aura of frustration within both of them. From Anthony's viewpoint, the I and the N of insanity centered around some indecision they were both facing after relocating from New York to Florida. There was also, um, they were allowing some outside pressures to, to second guess the choices of life that they've just made. But as I continued to listen to Anthony's story and then Erica's version, it was very apparent that the things are not always cut and dry as they seem. But you know what? There's an old saying that is generally accurate with evaluating or listening to how a story is told as well as perceived. Have you ever heard that there are three sides to every story? There's yours, there's mine, and then there's the truth. However, life sometimes allows the S and the A of insanity it allows tests and relationships to foster growth. I thought after I shared the story with them about the power of peace within a husband and wife, it would lead to a quick reconciliation and on to the holiday festivities. But, but like my former football coach told me, I thought equals I'm wrong. Again, for a more in-depth discussion of part one of insanity, please visit the, that message on the media outlets that were listed above. I um I must admit, although I could see the story touch Erica's heart, the look in her eyes when she looked over at Anthony told an entirely different story. One of the things I've been blessed to do is to read a room. Whether it's in a small gathering or on stage speaking, even interviews, I can turn it up or I can turn it down if that's what's needed. So, still friction in the air, I grabbed my keys and told Anthony, let's take a ride. 
As I go back and look at the conversation, perhaps I should have considered that he and Erica had been in the car for the last six hours, coming to spend time with Tasha and I. So maybe the last thing that he wanted to do was to get back in the car. But the premise of us taking a ride was to allow fr some frustration to be released and was time to get to the root of both of their negative energy. Let me move on with the final few letters in insanity, which is the N, the I, the T, and the Y. So we're going to start with the N, as I mentioned, and that's negative. I've mentioned before how I put everyone in my life in the category of a tree. Leaves that come and go with the wind. Branches that are there. But um, with a good storm, they topple the branches. But at the core are the roots that go deep into the earth, far beyond one can see. Anthony and I are not leaf friends. We're not branch friends, but we're deep-rooted friends. There just happened to be an opportunity for me to isolate my friend for a while. Because I needed to see if his vision of insanity wasn't fueled by the unsurety of his decision. I told him being positive doesn't mean ignoring negative. Being positive means overcoming negative. See, there's a big difference in the two. I needed to know for myself, for my ability to help, what the real truth was behind all the tension and negative vibes. See, at some point in, during my later years in life, I challenged myself to unlearn the negative traffic that I allowed to permeate in my life, specifically second-guessing myself and the decisions that I had made. When I started to reshare this concept with Anthony, <laughs> he posed a question that made me go back even further to the beginning of my relationship with Tasha. According to a simple but fair description, I admitted I had a negative outlook on many things, <laughs> including myself. But through it all, Tasha reminded me something that was key in me turning those visions I see around. I remember worrying about what people thought doing to my due to my low self-esteem. But one morning after I lost my job, I read a few text messages of individuals who were calling me stupid for leaving the state of Arizona. She said, Honey, remove yourself from that cage that you speak of. Matter of fact, you know that you are powerful when, when you people come to you and the enemies are trying to destroy you. They keep telling that you are nothing. But if you weren't nothing, they would not address you or would address you by themselves. Listen closely. But the fact that they keep calling your ex, your next, which is me, and everybody else to tear you down shows that you are really something special. So don't let your enemies tell you who you are and don't allow and don't permit them to do so as well. But I saw the look in Anthony's eyes and it looked like a revelation was coming over him. My wife's comment cemented the fact that many of us think our lives is the amalgamation or combination of our friends. At that moment, I realized that my friends will never help to get to get me to my destiny because it will always be the sum of my choices. I realized I will never get to my destiny by my friends. However, my enemies have opened the door to destiny. See, biblically speaking, Peter never got Jesus closer to the cross. It was Judas who did. Now, I'm calling those 
circling negative thoughts in my friend's head enemies. I just want them to both look within each other to fix what's fixable. With just answering his question with that example, I made a U-turn, a sudden U-turn, and headed back to my home, as it was time to help refocus both Erica and Anthony. I was not going to allow the negative vibe in our home for the holidays or any time for that matter. Let me go with the I, the T, and the Y of insanity. With the human guided force within myself, I wanted to get to the bottom of what was said and from who it was that placed this type of second guessing on my friends. I, as we walked back in the, the house, I ushered Anthony into the craft room where I knew our wives would be stationed. As soon as we walked into the room, I asked Erica who did she feel were the guiding influences in her life. Without hesitation, she said her husband Anthony, her father and mother, her sister Diamond, and lastly she said Tasha and I. I asked the same question to Anthony to attempt to align their network. He stated his wife Erica, Tasha and I, and that was all, which was a very short list. His answer drove me back to Erica to ask her why did she value the opinions of many more individuals than her husband. Now, in life, I know that family and friends have their place in one's life for many, many different reasons. Therefore, I really tr was trying to understand how her family suggestive offerings aligns with her and Anthony's long-term goals together. In other words, I asked how have her family's opinions become an impactful influence towards y'all. Since I knew known Anthony for several years before I met Erica, I knew his stance on one-sided relationship. Thus, why his list of suggestive influence was very small. I recall a conversation we had a few years back when the noise of others was taking him backwards in life. He was reminded that without a doubt, the common weakness of all human beings is the habit of leaving their minds open to negative influences of other people. With tears now coming out of her eyes, Erica shared with Tasha and I that her family, primarily her sister, was always envious of the way Erica's life had evolved. By this being her older sister, she admitted that she valued her suggestions on opinions of many things in her life. Apparently, she had never explained that depth of this relationship to Anthony as he stormed out of the room. My wife, being the person she is, immediately jumped up and said, I'll go check on him. It left me with Erica. I had to ask her a simple question. Why do you allow them to have so much influence over y'all? Why does their opinion of your life matter? I had no doubt in my mind that your family loves you very, very much. But you must allow decisions and choices that you and Anthony make be final. And you must give it 100%. If you think things don't work out with the decisions you make, then that's okay. You both are better off for going through it together. This is why I've learned that indecision sometimes allows negative influence towards y'all. <laughs> Coincidentally, just as I made that statement, Tasha and Anthony walked back in the room. Again, as I mentioned earlier, with a knack of reading the room, I wanted to tell them what would be one last story 
one of a young boy that I knew very, very well. See, this boy needed a lesson on his internal value to ensure he never had insanity in his life again. It went like this. There was an old wise man who grew sicker by the day. He felt that his journey on earth was about to come to end. However, his son was still a young man and yet had to reach his full potential. And so, the father took it upon himself to teach his son of the ways of the world before death comes knocking. One morning, the old man called for the young man and handed him a watch. The watch was a family heirloom that had been passed down for generations. The boy had never seen it before, so he didn't quite know what to make of it. What am I supposed to do with this watch, father? asked the boy. I want you to go to town and take the watch to the jeweler. Show him the watch and ask him how much it's worth, but don't accept any offer. Instead, come back home with the watch. The young boy did as he was instructed. He marched into town to hear what the jeweler had to say. After the watch was appraised, the boy went back home to his father. <laughs> so, what happened, the father asked. How much money did the jeweler offer you for the watch? His son looked defeated, spoke while scratching his head. I don't know, father. I tried haggling with the jeweler, but at the end, he didn't offer much. He said it was only worth $100 because it was so old. The father was nodding his head, seemingly in agreement with the jeweler's assessment. His son continued. The jeweler said he was taking a gamble on buying the watch and that he'd have a hard time finding a buyer. And if I'm going to be honest, I kind of agree with him. I don't think that this watch is anything special. <laughs> okay, the father said. Now, son, take the watch to the pawn shop and see how much you can get for it. His father replied, what do you hope to sell it for? I don't think the pawn shop is going to make you a better offer than the jeweler. Just humor me, son. Your best friend owns the pawn shop, right? Don't you think he'll give you a fair offer? <laughs> but in the boy's mind, he was disagreeing. But he didn't want to argue with his ailing father, so he went to do the job anyway. He even went above and beyond and went to see two friends that were both working in pawn shops. However, he still came home looking defeated. He replied, Father, I went to a couple friends who work in pawn shops. But they both gave me the worst offers. The best I got was $20. They told me the watch had problems. There were scratches and even I didn't notice after caring with me all day. The father yet again nodded in agreement. So what do you want me to do? Should I go back to the jeweler? After all, he was willing to pay more money. No, said the old man. I want you to go to the museum. There's a woman there that I want you to talk to. I sense that this person will have a better idea of what the watch is worth. His son, now starting to get a bit annoyed by all this back and forth, reluctantly agreed to walk all the way to the museum to look for his father's friend. What is this person hoping to say about this watch that I haven't heard already, he asked himself. After talking to the museum lady, he suddenly went out the door and ran back home to tell his father the good news. Night has finally set in by the time he got home. You won't believe it. My trip was a success. We finally got an amazing offer. <laughs> oh, really? said the father. Yeah, the lady said that this watch was one of a kind. She said she never thought she'd see one in a person. She said the museum would like to buy it from us so they can put it on display. 
The old man with the grin on his face asked, so how much did she say it was worth? $35,000. Haven't realized I was holding on to something that valuable. With that much money, our family can really enjoy life. To think that a jeweler and a pawn shop I visited had it so wrong. Should we sell it? <laughs> I'm glad for you, son, said his dad. You can do what you want to do with the watch after I'm dead. What's more important to me right now is that you learn something valuable about self-worth. What do you mean, he asked. You see, just like that watch, you too have value. And if you go to the wrong places, you'll never get just how much value you have. Even your own friends can't, can't get it wrong. But there's always a place for you can go to where everyone will see your real value. No matter what they say, no matter how much they try to influence you or become suggestive, there's a lesson that I'm trying to teach you. Hmm. The son was wondering about the point of all this doing. But upon fa father hearing his father's explanation, he had found a newfound respect for the guy. His father continued to say, one day you'll have a family of your own. You'll have your own kids. Maybe you'll get lucky and have a daughter like you always wanted. To ensure their happiness, you'll have to teach them the same things that I'm teaching you right now. The old man's son learned a lot that night. The family may not be rich, but that doesn't matter. His father's words were far more valuable than any watch he had spent all day getting appraised. See, nobody is born without value. We all have something to contribute to the world, and nobody can tell us otherwise or how to do things. Sometimes bad things happen so we feel we're worthless. We forget our past accomplishments. So in trying times, we need to always remind ourselves of our success stories so we can smile again. We're not just referring to friends, though. They are a key part of all of this. If you feel like you're not getting the appreciation you deserve at work, then you should find another job. As your peace means far beyond the value of a watch or money. But no matter what you do, keep in mind we control indecisions that sometimes allows negative influences toward y'all. <laughs> As they looked at me, I went on to remind them just so they would know that little boy was me. Mm -mm -mm. Let me remind you one more time of my global mission statement. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. But in all actuality, insanity is refusing to believe that the destiny you leave the world will be the sum of your choices. I believe that story really made a difference in how the couple interacted with each other the remaining portion of their Christmas visit. Sometimes it takes little things to remind us that uh, we all have value that money cannot equate. In a marriage or any type of relationship, there are two words that can eliminate insanity. Communication and consistency. Let me ask you. Who is it in your circle that has been struggling with insanity? Share this message with them. <clears throat> Hypothetically, it could be you. Replay this message along with part one. No matter if it's you or someone you know, let me remind you of something that I always say. And that is, your why is greater than your situation, which is part of your process. To my wife, Tasha, to my mom, 
I love each of you very, very much. And thank you again for your support. To my mother-in-law, Sarah Wilson, rest in peace. To our children and our grandchildren, Poppy and Oma, I love you. And we will see you soon. <laughs> 2024. You know what? It doesn't have to resemble any year that you've experienced thus far. And you might be thinking, I've had some great years. And you know what? I can strongly attest to that as well. But do you really believe it could be even better? You now have two messages to serve as a guide over time. What is time? And who evaluates it? That's something else that we need to talk about as well. But let me say it in another way. In our existence, indecision sometimes allows negative influences towards y'all. However, I still strongly believe that each of us are where we need to be in life at at a pre-designed time. Along that journey, aren't you so, so glad that you control the thoughts you think, the actions you take, and the visions you see? So as you go through your week, your month, and 2024, I want you to do yourself a favor. Ask yourself, how can you impact someone? How can you uplift someone? And watch it definitely how it unfolds to enhance and empower those that that you come across. In doing this, though, sometimes we must take another look in our own mirror to accept that change begins and ends within to ensure we embark on actions that remain concurrent and legacy changing actions in 2024 and beyond. I pray you apply some of these messages in different areas of your life. God bless you. And I will speak with you soon.